Well, here we are in the thick of the holiday season. Episode 212 of The Brian Oak Show. I am Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. Here we are in the Smart Start MN Studios. Happy holidays, Sean. Happy holidays. You got your wish. What was my wish? Last week you said, "Oh, is it really going to finally be like cold and snowy?" And I said, "Yes." And you're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah." yeah but I it's mean, here again. We're back into the upper 30s, and it's going to melt. And I just keep it around. Like I don't. It doesn't have to be four feet deep. All right. I don't like snow blowing any more than anyone else does. Yeah. In fact, I don't own a snow blower, and rely on the the gentle seasonal kindness of my neighbors <laughs> when the snow gets that deep so generous i don't so mind generous. i don't mind shoveling a little bit but no i don't need four feet either but like you know white christmas like get in the spirit if i'm not sliding around and almost getting killed by people doing the 394 94 slip in on my way home from work i don't feel like it's really the holiday season but it is and here we are in the smart start mn studios the brian oak show episode 212 before we thank Smart Start MN, I want to thank everybody once again, even though it's been a week now, yes, for coming out to our second anniversary party at the Hook and Ladder, which so was fantastic. So much fun. Annie and the Bang Bang did such a great job. Amazing, by everybody the way. at the Hook and Ladder was fantastic to deal with. It was great. It was a very good night. In fact, that was when the first real snow I saw yeah. of the season fell that night. So it was a Christmas miracle. I think we can all agree that without the Brian Oak show, that that probably wouldn't have happened. There's a, you know, some ego in that, I think. No, it's not about me. It's about... It's about this show and about me. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you to the uh, good people at Smart Start MN. They have been a sponsor since before this show actually even existed. And here we are, 212 episodes in, and they're still a big part of it. Without them, we are nothing. And so gratitude and humility, an important part of this holiday season. And I really do feel it towards them. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They're the ones who basically came up with the entire system. They worked with the legislature. They worked with the judiciary, and then all these carpetbaggers came in. Yeah. Jo- Johnny come latelys. Yeah, what's with that? That well, happens all the time, though. It's like you do the research, you do all the hard lifting, uh, heavy lifting, and then I'm just going to jump in with my other gadget. Screw those guys. Go with the originals. Smart Start MN. And if you go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show, you'll get 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. And if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, you might be... What's this so-called Smart Start MN? Yes. Uh, let me find out more. Do find out more. SmartStartMN.com. Because if you don't, and I hope you don't, but someone in your life will screw up royally at some point, and they can help you get back to where you need to be. It's the holiday season. There has been snow on the ground. I finally got a little holiday shopping done. Still way behind as I am every year. I'm such a broken record when it comes to that. Are you done? Are you finished, aren't you? <laughs> No, I'm not finished. I got to tell you something off the show because it's it's not appropriate on the show. But something that Jimmy Dutch Gaines said in response to to my comment about what my wife and I are giving each other for the holidays, we're giving each other experiences. Oh dear God in heaven! And he well, said, I mean, "He said, oh, nothing you, mean, you can't say on this show." Well, I'm going to delete this part, but I'm going to well, then don't uh, even say it. Oh, boy. just give it. Come on. So. He's like, oh, so your wife said like, hey, let's go to theater. Let's go see a Christmas carol. Let's go, you know, do a train trip. And you just wrote down butt play. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like, I thought you meant experiences, honey. I I think I think that the words you choose influence how funny something is. Butt stuff is funnier than butt play. Next year, write butt stuff. All right, butt stuff. But that was Jimmy Dutch. Who said it. He was like, well, Dutch. That's how Dutch is, right? 
Happy holidays to Dutch and everyone who's ever been on this show, supported the show, our Patreon members who were at the event last week, those who couldn't make it, everyone who's ever been a sponsor, and everyone who's ever listened to even a single episode. We appreciate them and every single one of our guests. You know, I still marvel at the fact that, you know, yeah, I know I've got a long storied career in local radio. Yeah, well. But the number of people who, when you invite them onto the show, they're actually nervous, like, I'm not sure I'm ready to go on this show. I'm like, have you listened to it? It's like a bunch of nerds sitting in a tree fort telling fart jokes. Like, that really is it. There's, That's it. There's nothing at stake. You can always be on this show, which is why I'm surprised people who have an actual stake in the community and their future, like today's guest, Jeff Olson, are willing to come back on this show. They're like, I, have, I am torpedoing my career. It, it's over. It I, is I thought over. we had offended him enough the first time, and now here he's like, we started out the show that we did today. Jeff Olson works at Cool 108. Yeah. He works at Cities 97. He has been a twin city's media fixture for at least as long and probably longer than i have and he's way way better at it than i am at least <laughs> at least more of a professional and more socially accepted than i am so the fact that he's willing to come back is truly remarkable to me and he has challenged us really you me primarily yeah. but us and our listeners with some christmas trivia i'm like well christmas is right around the corner i freaking love christmas by all means, let's do it. So we're going to talk to Jeff just ahead. But before we do, there's one song I want to play. So I'm planning on playing at least one holiday song every show from now until, well, you know, the birth of our Lord. And this particular track comes from Tori Amos, who has had a troubled past, you know, an interesting past, a very, at the very least, a complex relationship with her family, with her friends, with her music, with her faith. With her I, hair. I, well, oh, my God, that's long, crazy red hair. What's anyway, happening nothing's happening right now. Tori Amos, about a decade, maybe 12 years ago, put out this incredible record. I was always a fan, but she put out this incredible record called Midwinter Graces. And the reason I brought up her complex relationship with her faith and her family is this is very much a record about this time of year. Obviously, Midwinter Graces, and it goes back, right? I mean, like these Midwinter celebrations are five, six, seven thousand years old, to say the very least. A lot of this has to do with Christianity and her Christian faith growing up. I believe her father was a preacher, and she had a very complex relationship there. But she put out this record called Midwinter Graces, where she incorporates the sacred and the secular with a lot of her own stuff. And she brings you these songs that you know of, and then she incorporates all this cool stuff. And I just, I've always been a mega fan. I love her talent. But if you're looking for a new Full album to add to your holiday collection, Midwinter Graces. Get the deluxe edition by Tori Amos. This is where you'll find this one right here. It's called Star of Wonder, one of my all-time favorites for the holidays on The Brian Oak Show.
Aria, you brought it up a little early, When I guy. say, here we go, that means you shut your big gapper. Well, that's hard for me to do. Tori Amos, Star of Wonder, <laughs> Midwinter Graces is the name of that record. And if you like that at all, get the whole record and pay for it for once. You go ahead and stream it all you want, all holiday season long. That's great. Take, 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 <laughs> take, Scrooge. Or you could go and buy a record. Interesting. The physical copy, you could pay for it online and own the digital version of it, whatever. It's the season of giving. Support artists. Support the things that you love. My name is Brian. That's Sean. It is episode 212 of The Brian Oak Show. That means 212 of these damn things that we've done. And we're cranking through them, man. We're moving. We're like a locomotive. Try and stop us. Try, Sean. (laughs) Well, not you. You want us to keep going. Yeah, I can't. Keep shoveling the coal, Sean. Keep shoveling. I'm going to sit up here and pull the lever. I totally do. That's it. My arms are sore. A big part of what this show does is made possible by our Patreon members. And again, thanks to everybody who came out to our Patreon event. And if you didn't come, that was for you. And if you want to be a Patreon member, we'll continue to do those throughout the course of the year as things open up until Omicron really changes the course of our lives or Omega. Wait, Wait until the first time you hear Wolf Blitzer say, Omega. It's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's difficult. I'm trying to stay positive, Sean. I am genuinely trying to stay positive. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle another big deal. It sounds like so far, I'm just going to keep calling it Omnicron. I don't know about you, but did your parents, you ever have, like, your parents ever say the same word over and over again wrong? They used to call it Nintendo instead of Nintendo, and no matter how many times I'd correct them, oh, how's the Nintendo going? How's your game there on the Nintendo? So I'm going to call it Omnicron. Just to honor my parents. Yeah, there's not even an, there's not even an end. It doesn't there. matter. I like it better, and it's going to be mild, and everything's going to be okay, and we're going to get to hug our family members for a long time. I like your positivity. Yep. It is the Brian Oak Show, and it's also made possible in support from Forgotten Star Brewing. Forgotten Star Brewing is a brewery in Fridley. They are very close to North Minneapolis. You can see the skyline. You can see the train tracks they're on. You can see the incredibly legendary historical World War II era manufacturing facility that they have transformed into a brewery. And it's beautiful. I mean, just tons of natural light there right along the railroad tracks, right along the river. I love the view of downtown from there. Um, They've got curling this winter. I've always wanted to try curling. I really have. I'm not, this is not me being silly for once. Mm. I want to try curling. What part do you want to try? I want to be the brusher. No, I want to be the brusher. You want to be the brush guy. Yeah, I want to be the brush guy. But do you understand how the brush affects the ice and how that affects the direction? I do. See, what I want to be is the shouter down at the end because they always have someone shouting at the end. No, no, more brushing over there. (laughs) Like that, I mean, that's curling is brush left, brush left significantly more complex Starboard. than the average person <laughs> thinks. I think I'll stick with Cornhole. Uh, but thanks again to Forgotten Star Brewing for signing up. <laughs> thanks for... <laughs> Thanks again to Forgotten Star Brewing. They've got comedy festivals coming up. They have music coming up. They have all kinds of curling coming up. We have a guest in studio that we should really talk to. We're abusing his time. He's just and his left. Patience. He just left. He's just it's like, over. You know oh. what? I do a classy, classy yeah. morning show. No, I'm actually respected in this community, is what Jeff Olson said. He's <laughs> exactly. like, and then I come around here and slum with you turds, and this is what I get. 
A lot of talk about butt playing curling. Uh, and that is what you can expect on the Brian Oak Show. Jeff Olson is a friend of mine. He is a longtime colleague. We worked together at Cities 97.1, uniquely Twin Cities. We He also has been working at Cool for many years. He's done television. He has done journalism. He is way more respectable and talented than I am. But somehow we call ourselves friends. And I genuinely appreciate it. Jeff, it's nice to have you back. How are you? It's great to be here. And it's great to have you back at iHeart, I was thinking as I was parking my car last year at this time, we weren't working at the same time. Oh, company. no. We absolutely were not. And I remember I walked into the break room one day. When did you start? I started probably, oh, man, I got to think about it, back in, it was close to my birthday, so mid-May sometime, yeah. early May, mid-May. I walked into the break room past yeah. somebody who was trying to pick a snack at the snack machine, I thought, kind of looks like Brian Oak. <laughs> oh, is he getting Cheetos? Definitely Brian Oak. Wait a minute, that is Brian Oak. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have worked on and off together for many, many years, decades, quite frankly, um, up and down the halls, and radio's a weird animal, right? Like, I mean, the same thing with Sean and I. We've worked together mm-hmm. at a number of different radio stations over the years. It's a weird animal, but it's nice when you are allowed to stay on your home turf, right? Because this is not an industry that rewards loyalty or or where you're supposed to be, right? Like, oh, you're fired. Next job's in Poughkeepsie. Next job is in Peoria. Next right. job is in Taos, New Mexico, whatever the case may be. We've been lucky enough to be here. I mean, you're a Minnesota guy, right? Same, Yeah, same story as you. I, I have not had to do that track I've stayed in Minnesota and just waited my turn when, yeah. when I was asked to leave. Same. Well, and we all, I mean, that's the nature of the beast, though, right? I mean, like, things go and they're going great. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to do rhythmic Latino. So we're going to have to ask you to leave. Um, <laughs> and you just, you bide your time. And you know, it, it's all about A to me making the right connections, not being a kiss-ass, but never, ever, ever burn a bridge, right? And we both have the best connection. Yeah, we do. Lauren. Oh, oh, oh sweet Lauren McLeish. One of the best ever. Well, oh. she's been good to both of us, but you, again, but also, you, even if the door opens for you, you don't get to succeed in this industry at any level without having some acumen. And you have a great deal of acumen. I'm a big fan of yours. I did just notice that both you and Sean have piercing blue eyes, and I'm wondering what's going on with that bullshit because that shit's a recessive trait, and I don't know why so many people I know have blue eyes. Is that how the world works? Uh, you're in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there is that. So you, uh, in addition to working with me at Cities 97.1, you work at Cool 108. Radio ratings are a super weird thing, right? They they fluctuate no matter where you are, no matter what you do, no matter how good you are, no matter how popular your format is, no matter what sort of zeitgeist you're riding. But every single year, Cool 108 decides, when are we going holiday? And they go holiday, and basically everybody else shuts down their rule books and their ratings books because they're like, we're fucked. Because <laughs> I, they, they, they do. I mean, that, that's genuine and for real because everybody from workplaces to retail establishments to nurseries to library everybody puts on Cool 108 for holiday music, which I totally get because, as we've discussed many times, I'm a freak for the holiday music. I love it. I love it. I've heard every one of them 10,000 times, but... Except for Christmas shoes, fuck Christmas shoes. We don't play that one. Don't you? Really? No. Are you kidding? No, not anymore. We used to play it. It used to be in rotation. But it's one of those songs, either you love it or you hate it. Too polarizing. Yeah. And when you've got 50 other songs that most people are... 
are okay with it. Yeah. You know, they might not love it, but they're like, yeah, give it a spin. That one really brings out torches for some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only guy who reaches for the pitchfork when that song yeah, comes yeah. out. And again, most songs that I don't like, I don't, I'm ambivalent about, I don't really care. That one really does raise my hackles. And so I'm glad to know that I'm not alone there. But anyway, your station's going through its annual sort of... <gasps> Like, this is the time of life, right? I mean, this Come is the children. time. Exactly. <laughs> and But they do in yeah. droves, not just here, but everywhere. I mean, radio ratings are sort of ignored in December because they're like, there's always one or two Christmas stations in town, and they always fuck this up for everybody else. So they just let you have it, which is amazing. Thank you. Does it, does it, <laughs> does, does it translate to anything for you? Uh, tell me that the bonus comes through at some point. I wish I could tell you that. You know what the bonus mm. for me is? It's it's on a much higher level at this point. Doing this for a decade, I, I yeah. thought of this is that I've been part of people's traditions as much mm-hmm. as the day after Thanksgiving going to get the tree or or whatever. They, yeah. And, and they've not thought, oh, I will listen to Jeff uh, the week before Christmas, but my voice has been in the mix for mm-hmm. more than a decade now. And that's pretty cool. You get to have that thing, right? Like, So I've had it a few times over the years, but you get to have that thing because people, this time of year is so special to them. And and for me, like I said, I love holiday music, but when you meet someone that maybe you haven't met before or who's like, I think that's Jeff Olson. I mean, I mean like they'll come up and it's not just like, a, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. They've got like a real fervor to them, right? Like they've got like a, they've attached it to the holiday season. They're like, holy fuck, that's Jeff Olson. <laughs> I mean, you get that, right? I got it at the Eagles show. It wasn't holiday music, but hmm, right. I was I was sitting at the Eagles show talking to my son, and the woman next to me leaned over and said, are you Jeff Olson from Cool 108? And I said, yeah. yeah she, I won the tickets from you. I'm, I forget her name. Right. <laughs> but, and so we had There's a great- There's 0% yeah. chance she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> we had a great time. We, yeah. we talked on and off through the whole concert. And then three days later, I got an email from our boss who said a listener reached out they spent some time with you at the concert, and I thought, oh, did I say something? Yeah. Yeah, that's my go-to. What, did, yeah. I, what <laughs> yeah. did I do wrong? Immediately defaulting to, oh, shit, I screwed yeah. that up. He said, uh, she just wanted you to know she has COVID. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. gosh. You're like, sitting in our studio uh, right now. Uh, Are you fine? I'm fine. That was the Eagles. That was back in October. Yeah. Okay. I, and, and that was one where you had to show your, your card. Oh, right. And so I, I went into the airport and got the thing, and I'm fine. I yeah, was yeah. fine. I am fine. But I thought, okay. <laughs> so how many times have you been to that airport spit in the vial thing? I don't go there for that. I go to the one where you can get it in an hour. Oh. Yeah, This when I think I've got COVID, it's a bad thing. I yep. I got to go confirm it and get that out of possible. Well, good for you, because I've, I've, I've have now been tested 11 times, nine of them at the airport. I have been to that thing where... <laughs> And people don't understand. You think, like, you look at that little vial, you're oh, like, it's that's so much easy. spit. Yeah. It's yeah. so much it spit. Is. And there's like, people that just finally give up. I've had a couple people that are like, sorry, I just don't have enough spit today, and they have to leave. Jesus. <laughs> that's true. How do you run out of spit? I don't know. Have a drink of water. Do they run? They should run, while. like, videos of, of well cooked meals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get people to salivate. That's a great idea. Next pandemic, let's put a business together. I'm going to be honest. Like, that's actually one of the more brilliant things I've ever heard. 
Like if there were like burnt ends, videos of oh, like beef burnt oh. ends up on the screen, it'd be like, mm. oh, I got to spit now. <laughs> I got Jeff Olson is here not only because he's an expert on all things Christmas, but to bring us some Christmas trivia. But before we go any further, because we have chatted a lot, I want to hear a song. And when we come back, we're going to dig into Christmas trivia. Are you okay with that? Amen. All right. So you've picked a kind of cool, groovy new wave song here that... So the other day online, I was complaining about Last Christmas by Wham. We're not playing that, by the way. You're familiar with Whamageddon? <laughs> have you heard of Whamageddon? I have not. Oh, oh, look it up sometime. <laughs> There's a full-blown website. Whamageddon is where, beginning on December 1st, you try to get through the entire holiday oh, season yes. without hearing Wham. Yes. Now, yes. you can hear covers of it, which my partner, Brianne, did this morning on the show. Um, but you, but if you hear Wham's Last Christmas, be it at the shopping mall, be it uh, on the car radio, be wherever it might be, at your friend's house, and you're not supposed to intentionally send your friends to Wham Holla, which is what they call it. But Whamageddon is the second you hear it, you're supposed to tap out and then go on social media with the hashtag web hashtag Whamageddon and let them know how and when exactly your termination happened. We won't do that here because that song can go to hell. Um, but we are going to play some other songs. But I, so I mentioned Whamageddon on the on social media the other day, and someone said they felt the same way about this song. Oh no, I no. love this, this song. Is a great yeah. song. Yeah, and it doesn't get as much play. So yeah. And I mean, but it's also like a great, it's a rom-com from the early 80s in new wave fashion, and it's brilliant, and I love the way it ends. Why did you pick this one? Uh, because it just reminds me of being a kid. You know, this was popular when I was coming up, and um, one thing I love about the song, too, and who knows if this is true or not, but I heard that the guy who wrote it actually finished the lyrics in the taxi cab on the way over to the recording studio, which kind of reminds me of what I just watched <laughs> in the Beatles' Get Back. Oh, yeah. You know? Sometimes the lyric is just what happens to come out of your mouth yeah. or, or come onto the page. And I, there's a lot of that in this song.
Beautiful <laughs> rom-com holiday story because, you know, a lot of times I feel like nothing's going right and you're like, F the holidays. Yep. And then all of a sudden, magic unfolds. It's a possibility. And I kind of mean that ironically and jokingly, but I kind of mean it seriously. This is a time of year where if you keep yourself open to it, cool, interesting, and occasionally, even if they're not like giant miracles, you're not. maybe you won't see a star in the sky that leads you to where the prophet's being born. 
but maybe if you keep yourself open to the possibilities, you'll feel good once in a while. And feeling good is good enough, if I may cl- quote Platoon. Jeff, uh, <laughs> I got a quick question for you. Yeah? What gets you most into the holiday spirit? Like, is there a particular thing that you do every year that gets you most into it? Mm, that's a great question. I mean, outside of the music, it really, yeah. it really, um, <laughs> it feels like when I hear Andy Williams, I'm, no matter what mood, if I hear Andy Williams start singing, I kind of can go where you just were wanting to take us. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. again, it's not going to be perfect, right? And it's a hectic time of year. It's a busy time of year for people who maybe don't have ideal family relationships. It can be a dramatic and sometimes very difficult time of year, to say the least. But I, I, I always find time, whether it's sitting in the quiet lights of the tree or watching like what's happening today outside as we record the snow coming down, there are moments where even when I was sitting in traffic and cursing the selfish fuck faces who had to do the 394-94 slip in, yeah. I, know, I know you don't like the course language, Jeff, but I... God damn those people. Um, <laughs> but, but, but if you take that moment and you, once I realize, I'm like, it's not going to change. Let it go. Yeah. Let's take a look at what's good that's going on. To me, that's why, again, that whole Tori Amos thing that I played earlier, it's called Midwinter Graces. This is the dark time of the year. It's the snowy. It's the coldest Mm -hmm. time of the year. Mm -hmm. And if we take that moment to appreciate and accept these little small moments that happen, that's that's the answer for me. That and um, quiet. Yeah. Also, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Jeff Olson is our (laughs) guest uh, right now. And the whole premise of having you on today was Christmas trivia, which I don't mind being put to the test, nor do I mind failing or looking like a fool. I just... (laughs) He looks at me. Are you nervous? He seems a little nervous. I feel like you're nervous. I'm always nervous. And you know what I'm going to do? Shutting my laptop, because one thing, I have this almost paralyzing sense of fair play in my life when it comes to games Mm. on-air contests board games in life whatever it is i don't steal money from the bank in monopoly all right i'm not a piece of crap and but i feel like that translates to real life like so i'm not going to look at anything i'm not looking at any clues but you have brought christmas trivia Wow, this is a whole new side. I did it not is. expect this. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I know Sean's enjoying of, it, too. We, I think he has sweat on his upper lip, but he's just so hairy that it's hard yeah. to tell. You wouldn't be able to tell underneath <laughs> this robust mustache. <laughs> you know, uh, in a few years, you're going to be able to pull off the mall side hustle. You'll be able to say, hey, little boy or little girl, what would you come and sit on my lap and let's talk about what you'd like. With or without a red suit on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to have to report to my neighbors that I've moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, we got a guy sitting out of turtle bread. Uh, seems to be talking to a lot of children. Not even wearing a red suit. Can someone he's, stop by and take a look? He's handing out cigarettes. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, kid. Never too late to start looking cool. <laughs> all right so stalling um, now he's stalling (laughs) oh i am stalling okay so let's not go to i mean i don't know how many questions you have five five total total okay let's do two or three and then hear another song and then we'll wrap it up all right all right what do you got so name the christmas song here's your first clue i'll give you clues you you chime in when you've got it and this way people can play along at home so i'm going to go slow in order to give people a chance to scream at their handheld device or whatever it is they're listening to the podcast let's call it you're probably better than brian easy (laughs) that's not that hard i have the (laughs) t-shirt 
clue number one. Ready. Despite not being released right away, the song was first recorded live in 1975 Mm -hmm. in New York. The song was eventually released on an album that won a 1982 Grammy Award for Best Recording for Children. In 1985, it was also the B-side of a hit single from the singer's most commercially successful album. In 1985. 1985. Okay. A guess? No guess? Well, again, like, so it it, it began its birth earlier, mm-hmm. eventually became the B-side, <clears throat> but most commercial single, it's not... Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time, is it? That is not the correct answer. All right. I'll give you another clue. Please. The song definitely benefited from the emergence of all holiday hits radio formats in the 2000s. And this will give it away. Live performances of the song often have the band encouraging audiences to sing some of the lyrics, especially the key line, you better be good for goodness sake. Are we talking about Bruce Springsteen yep. Yep. and what? Ding, 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 what's ding. the name of the song? Santa Claus is coming to yeah. town. Exactly. Have you been a good boy, Clarence? <laughs> Give it a get a new saxophone. <laughs> so, what was it the B side to? Uh, my hometown. Oh, and that was wow. his most con- commercially successful single up until that album. point. Oh, album. album. All right, all right, yep. all right, all right. Okay. So, thank you for that at the end because I I was feeling super stupid. We only up get until like a half a point one. for that, right? Half uh, point. Yeah. I'll take the half point. Okay. Yeah. Half point. Okay. Uh, Ready? Number two here. All right. Number two. Number two. Although regarded as one of his weaker compositions, the song enjoys significant airplay around the world every year. The songwriter wrote and recorded the song entirely on his or her own. Although members of the artist's band are not on the recording, they do appear in the promotional music video. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm probably going to guess this for every one of these. <laughs> is it Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time? It is! Oh, there you go. Nice. Because really, that is not point. one of his strong recordings. No. And and that's kind of our joke every year. I thought for sure on clue number one, he would just he, he would just yeah. fire off. Well, and I was going to, but I thought, let's let it unfold. I can, sure. If I can get it on clue three, what were the remaining clues, if you so, don't mind? Yeah, so it, it's not his best work, but he wrote it entirely by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song was released in November of 1979, which would have you know eliminated right. some other songs. This is the interesting part. It's estimated that Paul McCartney makes about $400,000 a year from the song, which oh puts gosh. the cumulative earnings at more than $15 million. Wow. Jesus. Now, and, and here's the thing. For people who, you know, like I, I pay enough attention to music and music history, not to know all about music, but over in the UK, starting back in the 40s, it became extremely popular to put out a Christmas single because you're recovering from the war. Like, right, you're, your country is so war-torn that people are lucky if they can eat properly. And so people can't afford albums, right, or hi-fis or anything, but everybody could afford a single. So that was when the tradition of the Christmas single began. And to this day, British artists of any caliber or of any level of success, whether they're indie alt weirdos or absolutely established mega giants, like I think Elton John and Ben Sheeran just put out a brand new Christmas single called, get ready for it, Merry Christmas. 
<laughs> okay. <sighs> Just in case. They didn't want to confuse you this year, right? They wanted to make sure you knew what they were after. But every single year. And so in addition to having the number one album that charted that year or whatever else, having the biggest Christmas single of the year became a huge deal mm-hmm. over in the UK, way more so than here or anywhere else. And I mean, really, that tradition has now continued for coming up on 70, 75 years. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised. So when I get mad at Wham, when I get mad at Paul McCartney for crapping out one of the worst. Co- Again, you have to think about what a wizard that guy is, right? We've all watched Get Back. Yeah. It's a garbage song. I hate it so. <laughs> Simply have. Yeah. He, it literally sounds like he wrote it on the way home from the post office. And it, it's <laughs> terrible. You know, if you watch the video, you'll have... I don't, maybe you'll just there'll be a little piece of your heart that will like it more. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. If if I don't have to play that one, and actually Pentatonix did a, a mashup, um, a new version of it, which is better really? than the original. Yeah. Well, I mean, it couldn't be worse than the original. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and again, I'm not normally a an acapella group guy. You know, I don't go to a lot of that sort of thing. But the Tone Rangers, Pen- <sighs> Rockapella, <laughs> nice. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> uh, Pentatonics are going to be here in just a week or two, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're doing a big holiday show. And I'm not mad at anybody who digs Pentatonics. I was, I was kind of messing around right there, and I adore Paul McCartney, despite the fact that he bullied George Harrison into the dirt at the oh, end of the so Beatles. Did John Lennon. Yeah, well, it's not as evident in Get Back. Oh, uh, yes, it is. We just talked about it on the way up the stairs when he says when he brings in, um, I mean. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. Um, no, McCartney's worse to him than Lennon is. Well, you got to hear you this. You got to rewatch it because yep. Lennon says, "Do you even know what band you're in, dude?" Does he really? Yeah, and like, he pats him on something. the head and says, "You know, you can take that song somewhere else." He says, "Maybe I'll waltz to it later." <laughs> oh, see now, I was so already mad at Paul at that yeah. point in the, in, in the, the, the documentary. Yeah, they're both bullied. They're both because, bullied like, I mean, that. Paul looks at it, and he, like, sits down and plays basically the finished version of I Me Minds. Like, you want to hear a song I wrote last night? And he plays it, and Paul looks at him and nods and then turns and talks to a functionary over on the side. Yeah. I'm like, what a dick. I, I guess I missed the Lennon part entirely because yeah. I was so inflamed at McCartney's reaction. Yeah, and he brings it in, and it's essentially written. You know, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. it's finished. Yeah. He sits down, you want to hear a song I wrote I last mean, night? Mine. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Jerks. Anyway, it is the Brian Oak Show, episode 212. Before we get to the next song that Jeff has picked out, we do have to mention Sean Bernard. Oh. In fact, we don't have to. We're lucky enough to be able to mention Sean Bernard during this holiday season. Aww, you may not think about buying someone a house for the holidays. Or selling your house for the holidays, but these things do happen, don't they? It's like it's like a Lexus commercial where there's a big red bow on top of the seventy five thousand dollar Lexus in front of the house. Who are these people? Great question. That's what I want to know. Or both and, of them get brand new vehicles without trade in hassle. Honey, I bought us something, <laughs> and they walk out, and there's that giant red bow, and you're like, "That's two hundred grand in cars right there." And they're That's- both like thirty and perfectly fit, and they live in this you know one point three million dollar home, and they just bought each other vehicles. I'm hey, like, who is your audience? Hey, there are people like that. The problem is, there's like fifteen of them. That's okay? true. And so I'm not sure why they do advertising like that. And I know that's not how realty works. You don't buy someone a house for the holidays, but people are still thinking about what's to come in the not too distant future. That's true. I just uh, helped a friend of mine put an offer in that was accepted on Saturday out in Howard Lake, uh, Minnesota. Nice, sweet little townhouse out there and. Uh, they will have a place on the lake here coming soon. And then another friend of mine, they're putting uh, 
their house up for sale not far from here in Longfellow uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. So people are still buying and selling. I know that it doesn't seem like there's a lot out there, but there are people that are still prepping their houses and getting ready to sell. If you're looking at uh, buying or selling next year, or even if you know somebody else who you think, boy, I really want to punish that person and introduce them to Sean. (laughs) 612-859-2594. And in 2022, I'm going to continue to do what I did this year, which is donate a portion of every buy and sell uh, to a local artist and musician. The other thing that I never mentioned, but I just remembered it, is I also donated a a portion of each sale to... uh, homelessness to the homelessness projects oh i've never brought that up before because it's just, it just taken off the top well i mean and my boss and, is like well yeah but you don't you i said yeah i do i yeah. said but i never mentioned it I don't okay well, you don't it. ever mention it because yeah. like you mentioned the part about supporting local artists of any any stripe but i've never once heard you mention that before yeah and i was homeless a couple of times as a kid and stayed in the salvation army downtown and spent a little time in a tent it was very very short-lived so i don't yeah. want people to think i was homeless for a long time but it is something that's important to me as well that I thought I'd bring up. 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. Look at that. The season of giving and Sean Bernard remains magnanimous despite all that you've seen. And all that all I've that done. done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get out of my head, Bernard. All right. Um, <laughs> it is the Brian Oak Show, episode 212. We're talking to Jeff Olson. We've got three more important, deep, penetrating holiday musical questions. But before we get to them, we're going to hear a song right here from a couple of goofball Canadians. Now, one is a band that I don't pretend to know a lot about, although I had to play a lot of them on the radio. The other, on the other hand, is one of my all-time favorites. I consider her the second best artist ever out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. (laughs) Behind whom? That's the bit right there. Every artist I know from Halifax is the second best artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. No, not Anne Murray. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm so crushed out on Sarah McLaughlin. I was long before I ever met her, and then I had the privilege of interviewing her three times. And the last time I ever got to interview her, she was in for the revival of Lilith Fair. And we had a green room for Studio C back then that had a half Galaga, half Miss Pac-Man video game machine. And I said, well, here's the green room. If you'd like to get comfortable for a while, we're about 20 minutes out from anything we have to do, sound check or anything. She did not look back at me. She literally threw her oversized purse over on the table, walked right up to it, boom, fired it up, and she went in. And she fired up Miss Pac-Man, and she went. And she was into it. And I was like... I'll talk to you soon, Ms. McLaughlin. <laughs> and I came back 20 minutes later to be like, hey, sound check, any yeah, yeah. time? No, 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 no. She was <laughs> focused. Waka, 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 she was waka, waka, in. She wow. was focused and focused and focused. She put the high score on that machine. No way. That lasted for more than five years in that oh green room. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like... That's cool, because I didn't think you were really pretty before, but (laughs) I was totally geeked out, and I did ask her during the interview, I'm like, so you seem to know your way around a Miss Pac-Man machine. She's like, a lot of misspent days of my youth in Halifax. I was like, you're lucky I'm already married, (laughs) otherwise I'd be making, she was married too, but you know what I mean, like, I was just, I was so deeply enamored of her already, and then I was completely crushed out, and um, I'm a huge fan of hers, but you chose this song, why do you like this one? I just like the vibe of it, Um, it, it's one we play, but not a lot, so Mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit more special to hear it too, and uh, we get requests for it, so I thought we'd play it here. 
God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father, this blessed angel came. And unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, that's a hard cold end right yeah, there. Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin, I love you. Call me. <laughs> I'm not Call kidding. Me maybe. She is my age. We were born in the same year. And, hmm. um, what? You look, you look a little older than her. Yeah, well, guess what? That's how it works. Because I live fast. <laughs> where my life goes. <laughs> my name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. Oh. Our guest today is Jeff Olson. It's episode 212 of the Brian Oak Show from the Smart Start MN Studios. I'm not kidding, sir. I love you. Please call me. Um, that is a great Christmas song right there because what I like about it, so I'm not a man of faith, right? But I am someone who grew up 
uh, religious and was confirmed Catholic and all that. So I have a deep appreciation for that particular part of this year's heritage, right? Or this, this season's heritage. Um, I appreciate it and I'm not at all offended or put out by the sacred, but I also like the secular. I just, I love this time of year. The fact that there are midwinter celebrations during the darkest and coldest time of this year, no matter who it speaks to, no matter what your religion is or your faith or your creed or whoever you are, there's a, a universal human need to connect and maintain hope, right? And to realize that it will get bright again. It will get warm again, even when it's 20 below and you're like, because that shit happens too, right? Which is why midwinter celebrations are important. But I like the fact right there that they took their playful take on what is considered some pretty sacred text, right? In yeah. the, in the, in the Christian ideology. So, um, I just, I love all the music of this time of year. I'm a really big fan. And Jeff Olson has come by to embarrass me and make me look foolish with some of his deeper Christmas trivia. Oh, you're going to get this one. Am I? Absolutely. Are you ready? I no, love this. of course I, not. I love discovering new things about longtime friends. I never thought you'd be worried about trivia. Well, and here's the deal. I'm not really worried about it because nothing's really at stake. But the last thing you want to do on your own podcast is sound like a complete <laughs> idiot. Like striking out in softball. Exa- oh, yes. man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've man. seen that. Which, I've I mean, had that happen to me. Oh, my gosh. Slow oh. pitch, right? Yeah. Underhand. <laughs> And you still missed it. I missed it. Yeah. I didn't have my glasses on. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there That was my talking excuse. point. Here come the excuses. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's All do right. this. Let's do it. Clue number one. Except for the vocals, the song was performed completely on a computer instead of using real instruments. In 2010, a British goat farmer discovered that his animals produced more milk when this song was played on a loop. Hang on, hang on. Let it percolate just for a second here. Let it ruminate. The computer part is fascinating to me, and I'm trying to think. This is a popular song, right? Like everyone knows this song? Yeah, we do play it. Okay, okay. All right, go mm-hmm. ahead. All right, uh, clue number three. In 2019, this song topped the Billboard Hot 100 for the first time, thus breaking several records, including longest trip to number one, 25 years after its original release. Do you have any idea, Sean? I'm I'm racking my brain I am right too. now. So this will give it a mid nineties was when it was originally yeah, released. Yeah, but it didn't chart until you said it didn't hit number one till twenty nineteen. So just two years ago. All on computers. Is it a country artist? Oh no, okay. it's not It's not Last Christmas by Wham, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, good. No, no. I'm, I've never been more happy to be wrong. Have, I've never been more happy to be wrong. You don't use the has, you don't have to use the hashtag. Um, okay, a couple more. The singer laid down the vocal tracks in the Dog Days of Summer in 1994 in a studio decorated to look like it was the holidays. So, except for the vocals, it was performed completely on a computer. British goats dig it a lot. Mm. In 2019, this song topped the Billboard Hot 100 for the first time, breaking several records. (laughs) British goats dig it a lot. (laughs) Is it a British artist? No. Okay. Um, Is it Pearl Jam? No. Okay. No. Wow. Okay. The main structure, chords, and melody of this song were put together in about 15 minutes. And that's about how long it takes for you to hear this song when we start playing Christmas music on Cool 108. It's a big one. 
Cool Christmas 108 or Christmas Cool 108. How does it go? B. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hang on. I for some it's ringing the faintest bell back in the farthest corner of my with, mind. It starts with a bell. Bing. Ding. ding it's ding, so it's ding, not a British ding. artist. Nope. Very American artist. You want it? I got nothing, man. I'll give it to you. Yeah, nothing, please, Sean. I don't know. All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, oh my God. Mariah wow. Carey. Like, I mean, literally one of the largest of all time. We talked about it on the show this yeah. morning for yep. about 15 yep. minutes. Oh I my had God. a feeling that so, was going to be one of your questions, but I thought, oh, I don't know. And that's a real that's a real milkmaker, huh? Yeah. Is that what you're telling yeah. me? So At least among I English let down. goats. I know I let down. I thought that. maybe you might have heard that along the way because that pops up every year. That uh, this, that whole fact. This right. goat farmer played it on a loop and, and milk production went up. And I did, well, Of course it did because... <laughs> um, you can milk anything, Fokker. Anything with nipples. I've got nipples. <laughs> can, you, can you milk me? Um, I did not know that it was all done on a computer. Like, there's no actual instruments being played on there. Yeah, and, um, you know, put together in 15 minutes, you know, the basic structure of the song. Yeah. Recorded in the summer, um, and that's and another makes thing. Sense. And I've heard that before. I, I, I don't think I ever would have actually gotten there, but all those facts are now sort of slowly falling into place. And here's the deal. I don't love that song, but I'm not mad at that song. If people get happy about holiday music... It's hard for me, like I'm a Carpenter's guy, right? Like that Carpenter's Christmas record, especially the double album vinyl deluxe edition that goes on forever. When Richard and Karen Carpenter make music, I can't get mad. So who am I to get mad at someone who loves Mariah Carey? Yeah. It's the holiday season, man. Yeah. And for two years, her song was way up there in the top 10. It it was a a Mm -hmm. popular pick and... It has recently fallen a bit, so you don't mm. hear it as much. And but I it think, went to number one, and it took the longest road to yeah, get there. Yeah, a very, very slow rise to number one, and then it hit number one, and now she has that moment after Halloween where she starts Christmas. And Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we play that one. You'll hear it on the radio. All right, yes. so you have one more for us, yeah? Yeah, let's do one more. All right, um, here we go. Oh, jeez. Which one should I do? Uh, well, no, we have time for more than one, but oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if you've got one more or two more, you tell me. Okay, well, let's do this one. It's a fun one. Let's um, see what it is. Well, actually, I want you to get it, so... I don't mind sounding like an idiot. I, you don't, don't throw Again. me a softball, all right? Don't throw me a softball, okay. Jeff. Go okay. with the one you want to go with. Paul sings first on this song, followed by George. See, he's screwing with us right now. He's trying to make it sound like the Beatles, and it's not the Beatles. Hang on, hang on. Paul, George, George Michael, but I don't. There's not a Paul in the band. Andrew Ridgely's the other guy. It's not Wham, is it? Last Christmas, <laughs> is fucking it? Last no, Christmas? No. no. All right. No. All right. No. Is it the Beatles? No. All right, hang on, hang on. Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. You said George sings first. Paul sings first. Paul followed, sings first. Followed by George. By George. Come on, Sean. What other band is famous that has a Paul and a George? That's what I'm trying to think of. And me too. Paul uh, Anka? Paul. Uh, 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 what's the other guy who's like Andy Williams? The Paul. Uh, 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 I can see him. But who's George? Oh, oh who is it? Paul. Right, one more. I think. Okay. Another clue. The song was recorded in a single day in 1984. Remember how I said that most of these songs sound like they literally crapped them out without thinking about yes. it to cash in? Yeah. 15 minutes, one day, 
All right, 84, 84, 84. It's not Do They Know It's Christmas, is it? It is. Wow. Boom, good baby. one. I was okay, trying that's to think, a full point. Where Where do they all get together? And so much like a, a Live Aid or any one of these giant charity singles, Do They Know It's Christmas was largely a UK effort yep. where they brought together all these bands. And if, we, if you look at the back of that album, because I happen to own the 12-inch, there's a bunch of people on there. You're like, who the are these people mm-hmm. like yeah. you're like who so it's do they know it's christmas i don't know what the money was raised for yeah it was uh for famine relief uh, in ethiopia specifically okay. ethiopia the song has been re-recorded three times but the version that we know and that we play is it's still the favorite and um let's see it was once the best-selling single of all time in the united kingdom that would have given really? it away too yeah and do you know who sings first paul Hang on. Oh, 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 Paul Young. Paul Young. There we go. And who we sings go. second? So George, George Michael? Michael? George. Boy George. Boy George. Boy George. Look at you. Yeah, how about followed, that? Followed by. Team effort right there. Team Happy effort. Holiday. Team effort. All right. We need one more. I think we got to have one more. Uh, that, I mean, that I know was, we're up against that was fantastic. But we're not really up against. It's a podcast. That's true. <laughs> I want to hear. Do you know what we're we up gotta... against? We're up against our own tolerance. That's true. <laughs> and the tolerance of our and listening audience. And people can audience. hit pause or just say, screw you guys. Or like, if they don't that like was it. a great one. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even play. Hey, but here's the thing. I'm glad that we didn't have these songs set up to play because do they know it's Christmas? Despite the fact that it was going to an impossibly important cause during the holiday season, with an incredible roster of British artists behind it, it's not a good song. Oh, I have trouble with it for a different reason. We sing it, and it, it reminds us of Christmas, our best time, but listen to what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Do they even know it's Christmas <laughs> while they're literally starving, laying in sand, drinking ant urine? It, it, it's, it's, it's terrible. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, who was the comedian that said, "You think the cameraman would give him a sandwich?" Uh, that sounded like Sam Kinison. <laughs> it might have been Sam okay. Kinison. Yeah, Jesus Christ, bro, that's hardcore. <laughs> he does. It wasn't me. Do it was you, Sam Kinison. Are we doing a song? We're doing a question. No, we got to do. We got to do. We end question. on a song. We got oh, one okay, song one left. So one, one more question. Okay, right, this is a fun one. one. This is a fun one. Let's see. Uh, you guys could. You you did that one. Yeah. Maybe go two for two here in the second segment. The song's lyrics were improvised. You're going to need more. The song's performers say at one point they held jobs as bottle line inspectors and garbage haulers. And it's definitely a Christmas song? It is. Is it Fairy Tale of New York? No. <sighs> okay, okay, that was okay. A good guess. Good guess. Thank you, thank you. But I just, hang on, before you go to the next one. Chipmunks? I doubt that. <laughs> okay! <laughs> no. Someone put Beastie that on at work the other day and it was garbage. Do they have a Christmas song? No, I thought they and might And certainly have. not one of the cool plays. Hang on, hang on. One second before you go on, Jeff. Improvised. Is it Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC? That is a great guess Ooh. and not right. Okay, all right, all right. Nicely played, though. Okay, all right, then continue, So please. improvised, um, and the song's performers at one point say they held jobs as bottle line inspectors and garbage haulers. The song was part of a nomination for Best Comedy Album of 1983. It lost to Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. Yes, Mother's Brothers are done by this point. Yes, right? that's They're, true. It's over. Um, hang on. It was a comedy album, but it's a group. 83. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like SNL-based, maybe, or... 
there's like a Blues Brothers thing. <gasps> but did they do a did they do a Christmas? I don't song? remember them doing a Christmas. I don't song. either. Would have been the right era. Son of a. I mean, who was hot in '83? Happy holidays. Um. Oh man, I know I'm going to kick myself when I hear it. Do you play this song on Cool 108? Uh, occasionally. Okay. Do I? Do we both know who this is? Oh, for sure, without question. All right, all right. Improvised, nominated yes. for best comedy album of the year. Oh, I just don't want to. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the singers became internationally famous on a late night comedy show. Sean. Oh. That's a big noise for not having anything no, to say. No, SNL. After it. We just said SNL. Late okay. Night well, um, okay. Well, so. Oh, you know what? What? What else was out that at that particular time? I mean, the show Fridays was on at yes, that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty big nod. Um, but what musical group came out of Fridays? No, not no. Fridays. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so hang on, Fridays <laughs> SNL and Living, Living Color was later, right? That was later. Did any musical group come out of that? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry, for all of our listeners, feel free to keep hitting the 15-second ahead (laughs) button because I am very much enjoying trying to figure out who the hell this was without being handed to me. So, improvised lyrics. Oh, Oh, I know what it is. What? I know what it is. What is it? It's, um, uh... Go. uh, The... Bring it. Frickin'... The two dudes from Canada... It's, oh, my God. It, Bob and Doug McKenzie and Doug from McKenzie, the Great McKenzie, White that's North. That's what it is. That's yes! what it is. Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> was it their 12 Days of Christmas? It was their 12 yes, Days of Christmas. that's what it is. Oh, my And a oh. beer. So you guys, in a tree. You guys, that beer's uh, empty. <laughs> <laughs> that was from SCTV. Yes. It was Rick Moranis. I and it was, SCTV. what's his name? I can see his face. I can't think of the other guy's name. My dad turned me on to SCTV yep. before that became a thing. We used to watch it together. We bought the Great White North album when it first came oh, out because yeah. Getty Lee is on there with Take Off. And then all of a sudden, everybody got on board oh, with SCTV. Gosh. And I was like, these fucking pretenders. They don't understand what dark under... The great thing about SCTV, it was SNL. And as subversive as SNL was, SCTV, because there was nothing to lose, was dark. It was. And deeply I subversive. <laughs> I went back and watched it yeah. again recently. Go back. It, I mean, I mean it was, especially if you're like a fan of Schitt's Creek or anything well, so like that. I just told my wife, she's like, I, I said, I've been watching them for 50, for 45 years At or least, whatever. I'm right. like, I've been watching them my, my whole life. So yeah. yes, I like Schitt's Creek, but you got to remember where they came from. Mm-hmm. And their early days were fucking fantastic. Oh my God. Joe Flaherty was like, oh. I'm Joe Flaherty and I'm Earl Camembert. <laughs> I'm Earl Camembert. Oh, <laughs> Eugene Levy. <laughs> so I watched good. so much of that stuff. A Bob and uh, So what song do you play? They're 12 days of christmas yeah we do play that really? from time to time yeah, and yeah. A beer. we gotta play that on this show sometime. in a tree and you guys are great together because you know the the improvise that first clue yeah, you yeah. know that got you to yep, snl yep. which got you to fridays right yep. eventually got you to second um uh sctv and um the uh the internationally famous for a late night comedy show i mean you guys were you were picking away at it together we're almost sort of like one whole person Almost. Almost. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get there. <laughs> exactly. It's a Christmas miracle. So we share too many of the same flaws, unfortunately. Yeah. But. Not, but we're working on it. Yeah, we're, exactly. We are always improving. And by the way, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. I have a hard time remembering his name. And, you know, and they're part of this, like, that Canadian comic tradition. Like, I mean, kids, new in, kids, the hall. kids yeah. in the hall, but then also the whitest kids you know, yep. R.I.P. Trevor, who just died recently. Um, 
but even trailer park boys like there there is a red green for people who like that little more safe pbs version of square funny <laughs> canadian comedy the the tradition of canadian comedy is is really very amazing and um that seems like a fitting way to end jeff i doubt we'll talk again before the new year so i wish you a very merry christmas and a very happy new year to both of you too and i hope your neighbor yeah. continues to be kind and uses the snowblower oh fingers crossed man I mean, I'm telling you, a couple inches out there, I still got it. No problem. I'm out there like a pro, like a youngster. But I mean, like six inches of that wet, heavy heart attack snow, and I'm like, maybe if I just wait another hour, he'll get out there with that <laughs> snowblower. <laughs> Rory, I'm talking to you, buddy. Thank you very much for all you've done, and we'll hopefully continue to do. Again, thank you to all of our sponsors. Thanks to all of our Patreon members who continue to support, and everybody who came out to our Patreon event, which was fantastic. We could not thank you enough for that. Uh, and we're going to keep doing this episode 212 that's 212 we didn't like flip the switch to the first number two after like 15 episodes for season two 212 episodes of this thing in the can and we couldn't do it without our sponsors and without everybody who's on board and all the people who listen and share and amplify we're deeply appreciative not to mention the fact that we have killer guests that's really the motivation i mean that's the fuel of this show right that's my favorite part of it is just all these great members of our community that come on here and share whatever it is that they love so thank you jeff for doing that and merry christmas to you and happy holidays my pleasure yeah Yeah. you guys too up to and including jeff olson um so if we're looking at today being roughly the 12th or 13th does cool do holiday music beyond the 25th no we christmas day that is over flip it back take right. the tree down let's get back to business there's money to be made exactly all right we can't look at not every day is Candyland, people all right but do enjoy it while it lasts jeff thank you very much sean thank you thank very you. much and we're going to go out on a song that cool and i'm going to be honest because as a life a lifer an adult lifer radio veteran like my station cannot shut the fuck up about Maroon 5, okay? They just, they can't, and that's fine. And if they're mad at me for saying that, fuck off, Maroon 5 is not that interesting. Um, during the holiday season, you guys, I mean, you guys tighten your rotation, right? Because people want to hear their favorites. M- many of those favorites burn out my brain, but this song, you and I have both agreed, I think Sean's yeah. on board as well. I can't get tired of this song. There's something about, I mean, it sounds old school and cheesy, but there's something about the swing. Oh, yeah. And when he talks about, don't forget to hang up your sock, because just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. It's a magical time of the year, man. Mm, Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) Jeff, thank you very much. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you had had fun. And Dickory Doc, here's a little Andy Williams to wrap up episode 212 of The Brian Oak Show. Happy holiday, happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season, 
And Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season The holiday season So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down